Hey everyone, and welcome to your daily dose of Healing to Shift, where the goal is to heal our souls and to transform our minds so we can transform our lives. This is truly a self-love journey, and it starts with you. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Healing to Shift podcast with Patrice Clay. If you are new here, welcome. I'm so glad you guys decided to stop by, and I hope that you can find what you are looking for on your journey of healing. If you have been here before, welcome back. I am so glad that you guys are writing it out with me. I really am. All right, so let's get into this thing real quick. You guys know I'm going to be real with y'all. I put out a episode which was titled self-love do you love yourself and God told me to go ahead and post it but man let me tell y'all when I re-listened to it and re-listened to it I said I said um and so like it was going out of style so today it was a good learning experience because this is all this is new to me and right when I got comfortable speaking on the mic, God was like, all right, start doing podcast videos. And I was just like, okay, you know, all right. And I'm going to do it. I love a challenge. I love the process of growth in the challenge. But in that, it, some things can make you cringe because it's like, oh, did I do that? Did I say that? Okay, but... um. I think it's 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 nice when people can see your journey of growth. I know those are the ones that I'm attracted to, the ones that are transparent and vulnerable and I see their growth journey because it makes me feel like okay, this is attainable and I am not alone on this. So it's a measure of comfort. And I'm saying this because I want to bring out this point before we get started on our topic. If you are waiting for the right moment or the right set of skills, the right time to get started on something you've been wanting to do, because we all have gifts that we are blessed with from, from God. But if you're waiting or, or something is holding you back from fulfilling certain goals or desires or dreams that you have, The only way to tackle some, some skills that we may lack, the only way to grow in knowledge that we may lack, the only way to get past our fears is just to do it. So I encourage you to just do it and don't focus on the negative aspects of it because there are more people that will be understanding to your journey than, you know, than what you can even imagine. I'm serious. I have friends that root for me, that cheer for me, that know me. And when I do have a flop, it's like, okay, all right, well, keep it pushing. Put your big girls draw, big girl draws on, keep it pushing. Make a mental note of what you need to fix or do better on and just keep going, just keep going. So I just wanted to be real and transparent about that. So through this episode, I 
and making a conscientious effort to be mindful to reduce the amount of times I say um and so. Because I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it, but definitely it needs to be reduced. So it was a great learning process for me. But I hope that you guys were able to take away some great points because the message itself did have some good points. And I hope that you guys were able to uh, pull the meat of it out of the message and focus on that. All right. Okay. And to those of y'all that have shown me grace, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to, um, we're going to branch on the topic of self-love. That's what we're going to do because I really want you guys to get this because a woman that loves herself is a force to be reckoned with. She is. It's just a measure of confidence and self-worth that you have about yourself that moves you not to compromise, not to be mistreated, not to accept or take any old thing. It's just, it's just different, all right? And so... The previous episode, we touched on the meaning of love and how to translate that meaning into loving ourselves. And we also discussed some of the reasons why we may struggle to love ourselves. But today, I wanted to elaborate on more on the meaning of self-love and how we can develop it. Because I, again, I just really want this to be clear to you guys, because I know what it, I know what it can do for you. I do. All right. So self-love is more than a practice of giving ourselves a bubble bath, going for a walk in a park, meditating, getting our nails done, reading a book, whatever it may be, right? It's, it's self-love is a deliberate, intentional, conscientious effort that involves care, honor, trust, gratitude, appreciation, respect, and kindness towards yourself from yourself. It is appreciation for your own worth and value that is shown and displayed in the actions towards yourself. Okay? Today, we're going to go over two elements of self-love, which is psychological and spiritual growth and development. Now, these are not the only elements to self-love, but they, in my opinion, are the two most important. And if we can get these two down pack, it, it, it can really start to shift the trajectory of how we view ourselves and how we treat ourselves. Okay. So let's first down break. Let's first off define the word growth. Okay. Growth is best understood as a systemic and constructive process of actively learning and adapting to new ways. 
It is a system that promotes improvement and development. Okay. Physical growth in respects to self-love is the process of learning and adapting to new concepts about ourselves that will improve and develop our mental, emotional, intellectual, and social capabilities. Spiritual growth in regards to self-love is the process of learning and adapting to God's concepts and beliefs about ourselves that will improve and develop our self-identity. All right, so we're going to dissect these one by one individually, psychological growth and spiritual growth. So the let's go ahead and tackle psychological growth. How can we improve our psychological growth? Okay, we're going to go over seven practices of psychological growth that are attainable, that we can do. But again, these are practices, meaning you have to make it a daily practice in your life. It's something that you have to be mindful of, conscientious of, and make a deliberate, intentional effort in doing, okay? So the first practice of psychological growth is positive thinking. Listen, your mind creates the picture that you see in your head. And it also determines what you see and how you define what it is that you see. It also determines how you act and what results you produce. So take this for instance. If you see yourself as a failure, you are setting the tone for you to fail. If you see yourself as successful or a conqueror, you are setting the tone for you to succeed and to conquer things. Now, if you see yourself as a strong-heeled woman, you are setting the tone for you to be that strong-heeled woman. You have to see it first. So positive thinking is a catalyst to shifting the trajectory of your mindset, shifting your life. Positive thinking produces positive change and results, whereas negative thinking produces negative change and results, right? And I talked about that this in a previous episode. There's two forms of transformation, positive and negative, as we just mentioned here, all right? And the goal is to see positive transformation through positive thinking. Number two, focus on the good by practicing gratitude. I love this one. I love this one. I didn't always do this, but when I started making it a practice to practice gratitude, it changed my life as well as other things have changed my life, but it shifted my emotions. Practicing gratitude ignites the feel-good feelings within us, which is joy and peace and happiness and contentment, right? There's this, you can kind of say he's a motivational speaker. His name is Myron Golden. 
but he also is a entrepreneur. He's a business coach, business consultant, things of that nature. And I just love the information that he shares. But one of the things he brought out, um, a good friend of mine who is my sister in heart, we were listening to him and we were both like, man, that is so true. He said, if you open your eyes in the morning, you are blessed. And that is something to be grateful for because there are a lot of people who close their eyes and that never got the opportunity to open them again. So I say this to say, there is something that you can truly be grateful for every day. There is. Okay. And you make this a practice by being intentional about it and finding the things that you can be grateful for. If you have a car, that's something to be grateful for because a lot of people are walking or taking public transportation. And hey, there are some people that can't even afford public transportation. So they have to walk. All right. When I lived in Washington State, I'm going to tell you something. My mom, Miss Joanne, uh, she was like, she was different. Some things she did that really did instill some good uh, morals and ethics in me. But I was working and she felt she won because of her hours. She wasn't getting up out of bed to take me to work. And I don't blame her. But two, she wasn't going to provide me with the money for bus fare. You know, it's like if you knew you had to take the transportation, then you plan accordingly. And I was taking a transportation to go to work. But I'm saying this to say um, there were times where I had to just walk. <laughs> and thankfully, at, at this particular time, I didn't work too far. It was it was it was up the street. And so and that's what I had to do. And that's what a lot of people have to do. All right. But getting back on to topic, there are people um, no, if if you have a home, closed qu quarters, that's something to be grateful for. There are people who are homeless, fully exposed, out there on the streets. That's, that's something to be grateful for. If you have food in the fridge, it doesn't have to be a fridge full of food. Just the fact that you have food, that is something to be grateful for. Your family is something to be grateful for. Not all of our family, I get it, so I'm be real about it, but most of our family, that's something to be grateful for. If you have running water, electricity is something to be grateful for. Listen, when I started practicing gratitude, I one of the things I would thank God for, and I still do, are my clients. And this is what I would say, and still I say, God, thank you for blessing me with my clients. Thank you for blessing my clients with their jobs. Thank you for blessing them with the income to be able to pay me for my services. You see what I'm saying? So it's something if you really dig deep into it, it is something that you can be that that you can be grateful for every day. You have to make this a mindful, intentional, deliberate practice. OK. All right. Number three, be kind to yourself through actions and words. Now. Earlier, I mentioned that psychological and spiritual were not the only elements to self-love. One of the other elements is physical. All right. Physical growth and development is another practice of self-love, which is what your um, 
the actions and the words fall under. Be kind to yourself by doing something nice for you. We mentioned some of it earlier. If if taking a hot bubble bath makes you feel good, do that. If putting on some music and dancing around the house in your drawers makes you feel good, do that. If reading a book makes you feel good or going for a walk makes you feel good, do those things, painting your toes or just playing in makeup. I do that sometimes. Do that. Do what makes you feel good and speak kind words to yourself. I cannot emphasize this enough. We can be so unkind to ourselves at times, our toughest critics, and that's not a good thing. It's not. Criticism is only helpful if it produces positive change. If it is producing negative change or negative feelings within yourself, then that criticism is not good for you. Okay. It's not productive. So be kind to yourself through your actions and through your words. So again, do something that you enjoy doing for yourself that makes you feel good. And the awesome thing about that is, is when you're having moments, when you're having negative thoughts about yourself or negative emotions about yourself or those not so good feelings, doing something good for you and speaking good to yourself triggers the feel good feelings. It triggers the joy. It triggers the happiness, excitement, and peace. It really, really does. When I first had my daughter, I before I knew it was postpartum depression, I would force myself to put on some music and I did it even well after they told me it was postpartum depression. But that has always been one of my go-to things is anytime I feel some type of way emotionally and not a good way emotionally, I put on some music and I get to jamming it out in here. All right. My daughter has seen me do this since she was a newborn. But by the time I am done, one, I've gotten a great workout, okay? Number two, my emotions completely shifted. I went from not feeling good to now I'm feeling good, I'm feeling happy. And even though the moment was temporary, that's what you got to do. That's why it's a practice. You got to keep practicing it. You just... That's something you you got. You're going to always have to do it. You're going to always have to do it because it is a part of loving yourself and igniting those good feel good feelings within you. All right. So treat yourself well through your actions and your words. Okay. Number four, practice mindfulness. I'm going to elaborate on this. Practicing mindfulness means staying in the present moment and being aware of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions or your sensations that you're experiencing. When you make the conscious effort to be aware of your thoughts, you will be able to stop the negative thoughts as soon as they start to arise. 
Again, this is a daily practice. If we do not practice mindfulness, then what happens is, is those negative thoughts, they, those roots from the negative thoughts, I mean, they'll plant deeper and deeper and deeper into our minds. But by practicing mindfulness, you can cut off the negative thought before it even plants a root, before you even give them a chance to grow, okay? Now, I want y'all to really hear me out on this point um, because it it's, in my opinion, very powerful. Your mind can adapt and it was created to do so, all right? Your mind was created to adapt how? Through training it, you have to train your mind. Now think about this, okay? Here's some examples. You train your mind to run a marathon through motivation and discipline. You train your mind throughout school because your academic journey continues to change. Your writing, your thinking, and your learning skills improve along the journey through gradual training. Now, how about this? All right. Our mind adapts to physical, mental growth. This is what I mean. A teenager gradually learns not to think like a toddler. An adult gradually learns to no longer think and behave like a teenager. Change is gradual. Okay. So this means I bring out these examples to show you that you can change the narrative in your mind through continuous mindfulness, all right? Being aware of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and also through positive self-talk. Your mind will eventually adapt, meaning the negative thoughts will, re- will be replaced with positive thoughts. The lack of self-love will increase to to more self-love, to having more self-love or will ignite having love for yourself, okay? All right, number five, identify your strengths. Focusing more on your strengths than your weaknesses will help in increasing your self-love, okay? Because if you're more focused on your weaknesses, shortcomings, and imperfections, you you set yourself up to criticize yourself. And that's not what we need right now. We don't want to do that, okay? It's Now, it's good to focus on your weaknesses. Uh, I mean, to know your weaknesses as well as your strengths, but it's not good to focus on your weaknesses. Until you get to the point where you are emotionally strong to address your weaknesses, like the true, you know, true weaknesses, not not any lies about yourself, right? Focus on your strengths, okay? And by focusing more on your strengths, then your weaknesses, it will give you a greater appreciation for yourself. And having a greater appreciation for yourself stimulates more love for yourself. Okay. 
All right, number six, practice forgiveness. Um, This one's hard for many of us, but you will not get emotionally better without forgiving people. Forgiveness does not mean allowing the person back into your life and then everything is all good. No. Forgiveness simply means I free you. I I free you so I can live in peace, so I can be made whole, so I can move on with my life. It is a freeing experience. It releases you from the bondage of bitterness and anger and resentment and sorrow and hopelessness. It releases you from those things. So practice forgiveness. Now, I have an episode coming out, which I am going to elaborate more on how to practice forgiveness. So I'm not going to go too much into it in this episode, but I encourage you to um, be on the lookout for it, okay? Because it's 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 a it's going to be an impactful one, all right? It's it's going to be an emotionally impactful one. So be on the lookout for it. All right. So the seventh and way we can cultivate, I mean, the seventh uh, practice of psychological growth and development is cultivate healthier relationships. This is so important, you guys. You've got to surround yourself with people that will encourage you, cheer for you, challenge you to do better and support you emotionally in a healthy way. There are people that do give emotional support, but it's unhealthy. It is very unhealthy. When I started my healing journey, there were a few people in my circle that I had asked God to remove out of my life. And he did it because I realized that they weren't interested in me getting better. Maybe they liked me in that unhealthy state. Maybe there was something that they needed to address with them within themselves and heal from. But when I would go to them and express my feelings and my emotions to them, they would just give me negative, like negative feedback, you know? So it was, it would feed into the negative and harmful emotions I was already feeling. And I was like, okay, this ain't going to work. Um, I'm interested in healing. Y'all ain't helping me do so. I get off the phone feeling worse. You know, there's some people that like that, you know, um, oh girl, I want to take this and, um, and you know, they start feet, you know, just all these harmful words and stuff like that. And there are some people, you know, it that maybe that's what they're looking for. That wasn't what I was looking for, nor what I needed. I really wanted to heal. So uh God has blessed me with a few people, one in particular, again, my sister in heart. She is my accountability partner. And I say accountability partner is because she challenges challenges me to do better and to get better 
she does. And she holds me accountable to it. And I love that. I love that. And we, I'll bring out this point. So there are people that go through experience as well that want to heal, that you, you know, you come together with and you ignite healing. She was that person for me. We have been friends since high school, but life has just taken us in different directions. So we always kept in touch, but it was just very quick, very service because we were both just so busy, right? And when her and I like really, really got back to bonding again, she was going through some things. I was going through some similar things and we both wanted to heal. So when her and I got together to talk, yes, did we talk about what was going on? Yes, we did. Because you need to vent. You need that is healing. You need to get out your feelings and emotions. But then we also talked about, all right, girl, well, all right, well, let's 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 put on our big girl draws. How can we fix it? How can we make it better? How can we get past it? What can we improve? What can we do about this? Um, you know, it was just full of encouragement, motivation, um, and and healthy emotional support. This is going to having healthy relationships with people contributes to having a healthy relationship with yourself, contributes to having love for yourself, all right? So it's so important that we surround ourselves with people that will encourage us, cheer for us, challenge us to do better, support us emotionally in a healthy way, and that will hold us accountable to getting better, all right? It is so good to have an accountability partner. Okay, so now think about the previous episode and what I mentioned. I mentioned that there are um, two scriptures. Well, I mentioned two scriptures that helped us to define what love is. And I brought up these scriptures because God is the one who designed love, all right? So he is the best one to define what love is. And we got into how we can apply that to ourselves. And I'm going to recap on these two scriptures because I want you guys to think about the, the, um, what we just, what we just discussed, um, about us cultivating psychological growth and development in our self-love, okay? So the first scripture was 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not boast. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So what did we just go over with the seven practices of psychological growth and development in regards to self-love? Being kind to ourselves, right? Not being 
rude or arrogant to ourselves in the way we treat ourselves or the way we speak to ourselves. We're going to practice being kind to ourselves through our actions and our words. And we're going to be patient with ourselves on this journey of us growing in our love for ourselves on the self-love journey. Okay. Because it is a deliberate, mindful, intentional practice. All right. It does not happen overnight. It does take time. It's not irritable or resentful. We're not, we're going to, we're going to stop harboring any resentment or bitterness that we have towards those that have hurt us, that we have towards those that have contributed to diminishing our self-love. Because in order for us to love others, we have to love ourselves. In order for us to be loved, we have to love ourselves. In order for us to know how we want to be loved, we have to love ourselves, okay? All right. And our love, it never ends. Now, the second scripture was Galatians 5.22. It says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, self-control. Against such, there is no law, all right? You are not going to experience joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and self-control if you do not have love because love was mentioned first and love is at the foundation of those other good fruits, okay? Having love for yourself will bear those other good fruits. Now, I, okay, there is this article, one article put it this way, it stated, and I love how this, how I put this. It says, just as a tree is known by its fruit, so spiritual fruit manifests the Holy Spirit's work in God's people through the refinement of their character, through the refinement of their character. Self-love is a part of your character, okay? So a it says, it continues to say, a person who lives a life led by the Spirit radiates love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is so true. When you work on manifesting love for yourself, you're refining your character to produce these other fruitages of the spirit, which is all part of loving yourself. Okay. So now on that note, we're going to segue into how we can improve our spiritual growth so we can improve our self-love. All right. First off, the most important relationship that you will ever have is the one that you have with God. The second most important relationship that you will have is the one that you have with yourself. So you've got to know and be clear on how God feels about you and what his word says about you so you can apply it within yourself. All right. So you can refine your self-love. Why? All right. 
Now, I'm not going to read these scriptures in full detail. I am going to state them and you can read them on your own. I'm just going to paraphrase, paraphrase them. But John 8 verse 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth, which is how God feels about you, what his word says about you, will free you from the lies that you have taken on about yourself. All right. It will replace that negative self-talk that you have about yourself, those negative emotions. All right. It, it cancels out those lies. This, this, the second scripture is 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17. Again, this is in paraphrasing. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke. Rebuke those negative thoughts and for correction. You're going to correct those negative thoughts into positive thoughts. God's word and knowing how he feels about you will correct any negative thought that you have about yourself. I cannot emphasize this enough. And that's why I wanted to focus on the psychological and the spiritual element of it. All right. I have to give credit where credit is due. I did not get to this point without God. I did not. So anything I mentioned about healing, transformation, improving our lives, mindset, growth, spiritual growth, I'm always going to mention God because I definitely didn't get here without him. Okay. So now let's get into, there were so many scriptures about how God feels about us and his love for us. I mentioned a few in the previous episode and I wanted to just mention a few here, some ones that I haven't mentioned before. The first one is second Timothy one verse seven. It says, God has given us a spirit. Hear this out. God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You have the power to heal. You have the power to transform your life. You have the power to transform your mindset. You can change the way you view yourself the way you feel about yourself, you have the power to do so. You have the spirit of love. Love is within you because you were created by God with love, out of love, to be loved. So that is in you. So, you know, thinking about that, just knowing that alone, I mean, this is not something I have for me when I first started, uh, when I started my healing journey then. But if I think about it now, just knowing that I have the spirit of love within me, that's a reason to love myself. Maybe it's a reason for you to love you. Well, it is. It's a reason for you to love you, you know. Um, that's, that's awesome. And a spirit of a sound mind. You have the power and the love within yourself to have peace of mind, to transform your thinking, to, to speak positive about yourself, to practice mindfulness, to stay in the moment and be present so that way you can stop the negative thoughts from planting roots and growing within your mind and continue to focus on your wonderful and great attributes and qualities and traits and know that you have value, know that you have worth and know what God says about you, all right? To restore your peace of mind, 
to increase your self-love, to restore your self-love. All right. Jeremiah 31 verse 3, God has loved you with an everlasting love. I love this. God has loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting. I love this because I used to think that love came from a man just because of some things of that transpired in my upbringing. And so I was seeking for love in all of the wrong places. And one day I went to God and I asked him, what is love and where do I get that from? And I remember clear as day, he said from me. And I knew God loved me, but I was like, wait a minute, Father, um, I'm talking about physical love. I know you love me. But then on my journey and digging deeper into his word and growing more in my relationship with him, God's love is, can nobody love you the way God loves you? No physical being can love you the way God loves you. He can't. And so once I started understanding how God sees me, how he feels about me and how he loves me and how I should feel about myself, my self-love started to improve and to grow more. And I'm telling y'all, when you grow in your love for yourself and you know, and like, mm -mm, God love me, and you feel so uh, secure in that love because God's love is not, does not come with pain. It's not perverse. It is pure. And it's just so much beauty in that. It's so much beauty in that. And I'm and I just can't, you, you really are forced to be reckoned with. I was telling my sister in heart one day, I was like, girl, don't nobody holler at me like that. Like I see them looking, but don't nobody talk to me like that. And she said, it's it's now an air about me. They can tell, uh-uh, that one there, she whole. She 100% whole. I'm going to leave her alone and good. Leave me alone. All right. Because when you get whole, you love yourself and you know God loves you and how he sees you and feels about you and loves you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Them, them ones that are all about the play play, they go on about their business because it's just something. It's like a hedge over you that's protecting you from all the foolery. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, I, oh, this is a good one. And we'll, we'll get ready to wrap this up. Psalms 139 verse 13 through 16. Again, this is paraphrasing it. It says, God formed your inward parts. He intricately knitted you together in your mother's womb. This shows that God has put a lot of detail into your design. Then it goes on to say that God saw your unformed substance. Listen, I looked into this and that substance part, Check this out. Substance means the most important or essential part of something. It is the quality of being important, its character and significance. So even before you were fully developed, God saw your worth and your value. Why? Because he blessed you with it. All right. You came into this world with worth and value. There is no price tag that they nobody can put on you. It's not measurable. 
So knowing that, knowing how intricately God formed you, how dope he formed you, right? How beautiful he formed you. That is worth loving about yourself. That's worth loving about yourself. Just, and we, we all got it. All of us have it. So get in his word and tap more into this value and worth about yourself. That's where you're going to find it. Okay. That's where you're going to find it. All right. So, um, with that being said, I wanted to wrap it up with, with this. It, uh, Philippians 4 verse 8 says that we should meditate on things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, and good. Also, if there is anything worthy of excellence and of praise, we should think about these things as well. Listen, meditate ref and reflect on how God feels about you. Focus on that and apply it in the way you speak to yourself. Apply it in the way you treat yourself along with the seven practices of psychological growth. And what will happen is, as Joshua, Joshua 1 verse 8 says, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. You can do it, y'all. You can love yourself, okay? You can improve your self-love. All right, so that wraps up this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And please click like, click share, comment, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my podcast as well, leave a review. All of these things are showing support and appreciation for what I do. And I appreciate any form of support and appreciation you guys show for me because I don't get paid to do this. I get to do this and I am simply a vessel and I'm happy to do it. I really am. I really am because I know what it's like to be in an emotionally painful state. I know what it's like to be searching for answers and not getting any. I know what it's like to feel alone in your pain. I know what it's like not to love yourself. I know what these things are like. I know what it's like to wrestle with your thoughts. I know what it's like when it seems like it's only you that has your back and who's cheering for you. I know what that's like. So I'm glad God has me on this journey. I'm so happy to be able to be here to serve you guys. And I am going to do my best to um, to serve you guys and to serve you guys well and to deliver the messages that he blesses me with to you guys, right? With a measure of excellence, not perfection, a measure of excellence. So until next time, y'all enjoy the rest of your week and take care.